Hey, badasses. I'm Kelly Young. And I'm Tina McIntosh. And we're your hosts for the Badassery Life podcast, a podcast where we feature the stories of women that make us say, that's badass. Through this podcast, we want to lift others up and empower all women to own their badassery life. And I have to say, Tina, I'm so glad that you're co-hosting with me today. So good to see you. I miss you terribly. We're doing this on Zoom, which at some point we're going to be in person. I just know it. Well, I mean, I hope so. And I'm here because Kelly asked me to co-host. And the reality is when Kelly asks you to do something, you say yes, because it's Kelly. And anytime you're with her, it's wonderful. So if you like what you hear, please subscribe, leave us a review. And we'd also ask that if you join us on social media, if you haven't do that, Facebook and Instagram at badassery underscore life. And if there's a badass woman that you want us to know, just email us at badasserylife at gmail.com. And I love that you said you were co-hosting with me because I asked you. The honest truth is, I think you're really excited about this guest. I know you are because we had that conversation as well, too. So we're going to get started uh, right away with each episode. We hope to awaken the badass in you by bringing you stories of powerful, beautiful, bold women like this one. Lindsay Rabinowich is the program director for Faith in Action Program for the Christian Theological Seminary. She's a wife, mother of two, volunteer, co-founder of an annual memory run walk in memory of her mother, and an active member of her church. And even though both of us have the privilege of knowing Lindsay personally, we asked around to see what others thought of our friend. And here's what three of them had to say. I've always admired her ability to show up for her family and for others. She seems to have created a strong balance between work, volunteer, and family time. Another said, she is always so even keel, always showing up with a smile, a warm hug, an encouraging word. And yet another said, she is great in just about everything she does, tennis, running, serving in various leadership positions. I think she's a badass because she does everything with kindness, grace, compassion, a positive attitude, and her smile lights up a room. Oh my gosh, I have goosebumps. And I know because we can see Lindsay, so I'm sure she's like, we're, we're going to get teared up already. But um, Lindsay, we're so thrilled to have you on this podcast. And uh, you, you've, you just have such a beautiful soul to watch. But when you posted a, last month, I think it was, uh, something on Facebook, and that really just captured my attention and my heart. And I thought, I really, really want to talk to you about this. You shared that your second grader, at the time, your second grader, was ready to share her true identity by saying to you, I know deep down I'm a girl. I'm ready to change my pronouns and tell the world. And you went on to share some additional thoughts and um, feelings and emotions in that post that um, really just at the time I thought, Lindsay, let's get on the show. Let's talk about this. Uh, I have no doubt that you're going to inspire, move people, and also help educate people. So thanks for joining us. And I'm so touched and excited to talk to you. So. Lindsay, thank you. Well, thank you, Kelly. Thank you, Tina. It's great to be with you both and um, be able to chat with you about this. Absolutely. So let's talk about really your journey. So your journey started with Ben was in the second grade. And like I said, he had shared with you then that he felt like he was half boy, half girl. Can you talk about that time and, and the emotions and, and as a mom, as a, 
as a woman in this, you know, community, like where do you go and what did you do? And I don't know, just, just talk a little bit about how that, how that happened and how you were able to embrace that moment. Sure. Sure. So I will never forget getting an email from uh, Ben's teacher was Mrs. Patterson at the time. And she was super sweet, but she was like, Hey, can I meet with you? And anytime, you know, a parent gets that, you know, your worry level just rises. And so I met with her the next day and in the teacher lounge, it was just the two of us, but she was like, so I was doing this math problem and I was trying to get the kids engaged and pay attention. I was saying, you know, how many boys are in the room and how many girls are in the room? And Ben raises her hand and says, well, what if we're half boy, half girl? And she was like, I didn't know what to say. And then another little girl in the class was like, yeah, Ben's more like a girl than a boy anyway. And so the teacher responded to Ben, well, for this purpose, let's say that you're a boy. And, uh, you know, I was fine the way she handled that. And I was glad that she reached out to me. And really at that time, I said, you know, Ben, this is the first time she had articulated, I'm going to use she because that's her pronouns now, but it was the first time she had articulated something like that. But since she was little, she had been wearing dresses as young as I can remember. She always had one of my necklaces or she made beaded necklaces that she would wear over her t-shirts or, or bracelets. She always carried ever since she could walk, she would carry my purses I mean, people would like laugh about it. Um, we went to the doctor's office and we were waiting and, you know, those white tissue paper, she took it and she put it over her head like a dress. I mean, anything that she could find that would make her feel more feminine, she would do. So when the teacher said this to me, you know, your stomach kind of drops, but at the same time, I wasn't shocked. Um, and it actually was kind of a lovely thing because then I went home and I said, tell me more about that. Like, what, what were you thinking? And she was like, I don't know. I just, I just feel sometimes like I identify more as a girl and I have girlfriends and I was like, okay, okay, well, that's fine. Um, And I think at that point, I can't remember what I really said to her, but I remember thinking, let's just try to be content how God made you. Like, I don't really know what that means, but just let's be content with like who you are and your body and just kind of go with it, but please keep me, you know, informed. We're actually seeing a counselor already at that time because Ben had ADHD. So the counselor had a really neat exercise with Ben that said, show me, it was like a gingerbread man and said, Ben draw on it. Like the areas that you feel like are your, like what feels more like a girl, what feels more like a boy and why. And, And so Ben did this exercise and it really kind of illustrated that she had parts of her that did feel like a boy and parts of her that felt like a girl. I don't know. It just, it was an, it was like a open door for conversation. So I was actually kind of really pleased that it happened, even though I had absolutely no idea how to respond. Yeah. Cause there's no, there's no playbook for that. Um, there's no playbook for parents in general, but then something that's, um, you know, as you shared that, you know, this is a, 
this is a challenge, but a beautiful thing as well, too. And I, I just want to say, I know, Tina, you've got some questions that you want to ask, too, but I know that post alone touched and inspired, and you received a lot of comments even from that one time. And when I reached out to you about doing this podcast, I think the comment was like, you know, I'm not really a badass about any of this. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You're a badass mom. You're a badass woman. And I, I truly believe you're going to be a badass advocate around being able to inspire and, and move. So um, I just think, and I don't know, want to force this on you, but I think you really have a platform now to inspire and, and listen and, and possibly help others. Do you, do you feel that? You know, I mean, I think when you are vulnerable, you do create a platform, whether people respond or not. But the way that I have approached Ben's teachers and administrators now, and even the way I approached the Facebook post was really just to share Ben's story. Because I truly believe that if we are in proximity with people and understand their pain, we'll be able to see things from their side more clearly than we ever could before. But if we don't understand what someone's going through, it's just easier to judge or to question. And so I don't know whether, you know, what my impact will have, but I feel like at least it helps people understand what a transgender kid might be dealing with. Well, you know, there's research out there that, that says that it just takes one experience with somebody who's different than us. So whether it's a religion, it's an upbringing, it's a skin color, it's a gender identity, it's sexual orientation, whatever it is. It just takes one experience with somebody who's different than you, whoever you are, to brand or create um, how you feel about a whole lot of people (laughs) for the rest of your life. And so what you did, Lindsay, by being brave enough, vulnerable enough, Um, whatever word you want to put badass enough, you know, in there, in that one post is going to impact other people. I mean, your family is so respected in this community alone by so many people. And so by you putting out there, I mean, we talked about you in our own household, my husband and I talked about you when you made that post. And so Kelly asked me to co-host with her. I said, yes, not knowing you were going to be the guest on the show. And I sat down you know, just the night before we recorded and said, Jeff, you're not going to believe who I get to be a part of interviewing. And so, you know, God does some beautiful things and mm-hmm. this is one of them. So I, you know, I'm so grateful for this opportunity. And I think there are so many layers of conversations that we, we won't have time to get into here, that this will open up doors for things that we will not solve in our lifetime that will come in generations to come about, you know, there is gender identity, there's names. I mean, you know, so is Ben, will, will Ben keep her name of Ben or will she change her name down the road? It's sexual orientation. It's, you know, the conversations of, are you uh, cis male or female? I mean, my kids, we have so many conversations with our kids in this generation and right or wrong, it doesn't matter what your perspective is on it. And I can't remember if you said you, this in your poster, if somebody else did, but you don't have to understand it to respect it. And I think that's the the bottom line. And so, um, you know, I'm with Kelly. I think you're a badass whether whether or not you see it, but how have people people responded and how has that been for you? Because I guarantee you're going to lose some friendships over this, right? Whether it's now or it's down the road. And so 
how are you preparing yourself for how your relationships with people are going to change? And, and I would add on to that, Tina, that yeah, yeah she may lose some friendships, but I think she's going to gain some friendships. So For if sure. there are some people, sadly enough, that can't accept this, then shame on them. Um, yep. But then how opening to have an opportunity to embrace some other um, people. So sorry to interrupt on that. I'll let you get to the, the question. Yep. Later, but. Well, I think um, through Ben's journey, I would say the last couple of years, because it became more pronounced in sixth grade and then seventh and pretty much, I mean, in seventh grade, she started wearing makeup and I, it just, it, we, we could see it coming and, you know, my, but she hadn't announced that. And my fear was, you know, we will lose friends and I will see who are my true friends. And I think, so making a post was scary and I did it at like 1130 at night. It was one of those nights I was just sad. And I, you know, I just, sometimes you kind of do want people to know what you're going through in some ways, but what I thought was so beautiful is that people opened up to me, like just not even really about Ben and being transgender, but just saying, thank you for being real, how hard it is to be a parent. I am worried about my kid because he is addicted to drugs, or I'm worried about my kid maybe being suicidal, or my kid also struggles with anxiety. You know, just like opening a platform to say, it is so hard to be a mom, and I'm I'm here for you. You know, we can walk this together. And, and that's one thing that I have learned, as hard as Ben's journey has been, and it's almost like an anomaly. There's not really someone to really walk through this with, but everyone's carrying a battle. And so I think when we understand that, I think one, it makes us kind of just love and give people grace more. Um, and it also should encourage us to be more vulnerable because, you know, we are all are dealing with something. That's so true. I actually just had that conversation with my daughter about we, we always say, I'm fine. It's fine. It's okay. Uh, you know, whatever. And so she's a freshman at Purdue. And, you know, every time I talk to her, I'm like, how's, you know, how's school, how's flying, how's this? And it's like, it's fine. I'm fine. And, and maybe she's not. Um, so it's a natural comment that women in particular say that, you know, it's, it's fine. I'm fine. And it's okay not to be okay. Um, but what I love about this most is your willingness, as you said, to be vulnerable and to have the conversation and to be open because a, there's the education piece. Like we talked right before this, we might screw it up and have the wrong pronoun or, you know, as Tina said, is, is Ben staying with the name Ben, or, you know, we might, we might get it wrong and, uh, hopefully you can help educate people. Not that you have all of the answers, but you're certainly, um, further along that, that, um, that journey. And, and then I just think it is that, uh, you know, there's, there's so many things about kids these days that is challenging, but also beautiful and uh, being able to embrace that. So my long-winded way of a question is, are there some particular lessons learned that you or maybe your family have, uh, have, you know, jotted down or noted or personal note that you think, okay, this, this has really been a a lesson learned and, and I'd like to be able to share this with others. I'd be curious about that. Well, I think the idea of you know, when Ben has struggled so much, first of all, being transgender, I think it's one reason why it's so hard is you, 
your heart and mind are saying one thing, but your body is showing another thing. So to be so disconnected, it, I mean, for all kids, they're trying to find who they are. And then they're looking at their body and saying it's changing. And I don't understand this. I don't identify with whatever body parts I have. And I mean, it's incredibly disorienting for these kids. And, um, to go to them, whether they're transgender or they're just a typical teenager to say, you are loved, you are whole, you are complete, you have a life worth living, you are not broken. I think they just need to hear those things because, I mean, I think that's where Ben was like, what, why, why would God make me like this? Am I going to hell if I change? I mean, just really some really hard, hard questions. Um, so I think just reiterating to them, we love you just how you are. You may change, but your, your insights won't, you know, I mean, you're going to grow and change, but I, I think that was what, what was so interesting too, about the post. And you asked me, why did I wait to share it publicly? It was so hard before and so raw. I couldn't even reach out for help. I couldn't, things were so hard that you almost have to get over at least a little hump to say, okay, we're in a little bit of a better place to be open. You know what I mean? So um, as much as I would have loved to have shared earlier through Ben's journey, especially I needed to wait until one, she knew who she really was. And two, she felt a little bit stronger where we are at the rock bottom, if that makes sense. Makes total sense. And, And I think also it's one, not always your story to tell at first. So I'm sure your family had to be at a point where, where Ben was willing for her story to be told as well too. But, uh, you know, again, I think as women, we don't always like to ask for help and we think that we can, you know, conquer all this together, that we can find the answers, um, on our own, or maybe with a small little tribe and, and, uh, family and friends. And I know you shared that you have, you know, strong faith as well too. And, uh, you know, I just think that, um, self-care is important. And, and I even mentioned that in maybe the, the questionnaire is like, you know, what are you doing to take care of you, uh, during all of this as well. So I don't know if, if there's something that you've been doing, I know running. (laughs) Yeah. I, you know, I'm, I could do better job about self-care, but I definitely think, um, I like to run and think and sometimes pray. And, um, I do enjoy playing tennis with, with, uh, my friends. I, I think I'm very, I'm a, people person. So I have to connect, I have to feel connected to like my close family and friends. So there are people that I just feel like I need to call and talk and walk. Um, now some people don't, you know, process things that way, but I really have to have at least connection with a core group of people. I don't have to have tons of friends, but you know what I mean? Like, I just have to have to know that there are a couple people that know what I'm going through. And that I can also know what they're going through. And um, I think that does help keep things in perspective. We were talking about that earlier, Kelly, that I try to reach out to my friends and know what's going on in their life and what's hard, you know, their health issues with their kids and different things, because it really helps you keep things in perspective. Um, So that's kind of those things like help me deal with, you know what, like, I'm so lucky that I have a husband that I love and that we're actually, this is another thing that's huge. We're on the same page with 
been. That is a huge issue for, for transgender families. Um, a lot of times the mother and father aren't on the same page. And I think Misha and I, from the beginning, really kind of noticed how Ben was different. And we said, you know what? I mean, not to be like too extreme, but we said, I, we worried about her trying to commit suicide or be addicted to drugs. And we said, if we don't love her and accept her, that could be the outcome. And we have to do everything we can to tell her to be who she is. And so we, we really said that like at an early age, like, I mean, it could have been second grade. Um, she does kind of have an addictive personality and it's really good when you're like trying to accomplish something because she's like all in, but she gets like silo focused and I don't know if it's the ADHD or what. So anyway, um, I'm grateful that I have a family that really supports me and supports Ben and my youngest son has been, I mean, so incredible. Um, he's total meathead sporty kid and watching him ask questions. Well, even, you know, younger, why does Ben like to hang out with girls? Why does she like to put on a skirt? Why does she wear hair like that? Why is she put on your makeup? Mom, that's weird. And I said, don't use the word weird. You know, it's just different. Um, and then when Ben decided to change pronoun, Eli was the first one to say, mom, like would correct me. No, it's a she mom, you know, make sure you're affirming her, like tell her how pretty she looks in that dress. I mean, like he was such an advocate. So I really have hope for this younger generation that they are just more accepting. It's really beautiful. I love that. Yeah, absolutely. It goes so many different ways. And to hear that you and your husband are on the same page is really, um, it's beautiful to hear because I can only imagine how that tears so many families apart, Lindsay, and what a blessing your family unit is, not just for Ben, but for all of you. I just love hearing that. I can only imagine how many times you've caught yourself, whether it's other people asking questions or it's Ben asking questions or it's, you know, yourself. Have you, have you had to settle into just the answer? Like, I don't know. I mean, you know, just in normal life, but through this experience, has that, has that been a common answer for you? Yes, a lot. Um, I think that's what's so hard. And that's what I was trying to say in my post that there isn't a playbook because we're learning as we're going on. And the one thing I have learned that each transgender kid's journey is so different. And there are some kids that their gender is fluid. Well, for Ben, it's been pretty constant. I mean, it's definitely been more pronounced over the last year, but it isn't something new. And a lot of transgender kids realize they're transgender when they start going through puberty because their body's changing and they're realizing it's different from what they feel and identify as. But for Ben, it's been so long. Um, but it is, it is a hard, it is one of those things that you are like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about this. Um, you know, people have asked questions about transgender uh, girls playing sports. Mm. And I know how I feel about it with middle school and high school. Um, I'm not quite sure about for Olympic athletes, but I do think that kids want to belong. And really for Ben, she just wants to just blend in with all the girls. And she wants to be doing the things that all the girls do. And that's being on a sport, um, being in theater, going to the restroom. I mean, the things like, and she just doesn't want barriers and that those barriers still exist. And I think we we're making progress, but um, 
I see that there are still some hoops that we need to jump through. Yeah. What an amazing journey you're you've been on and that you're going through. I, I wonder as we kind of wrap up the the podcast, are there any do you have any advice or is it maybe too soon or is there, you know, one or two things that maybe if a, a, somebody listening in the podcast is is uh, maybe looking for answers? And again, I know you don't have them all in this this short amount of time, but any like one or two pieces of advice that you might share, whether it's about a transgender kid or just, you know, kid and family that you've, you know, kind of experienced right now. Um, well, I, I hate to give advice because again, I said I'm still learning, but I, I do think making space for kids to be able to feel like they can share. I think that's huge. And, um, one thing as a, being a working mom, sometimes I think I miss sometimes those opportunities because you get home at five and you're running to sports and then they don't really want to talk to you because they're talking to their friends. So you have to be creative about when you make that space that you have time together, um, for them to open up. I do think we are lucky that Indianapolis has an amazing gender facility. Um, Riley Hospital has a fantastic gender clinic. So I know that's something that's new and I'm so proud of Indiana for having that. Um, so we're really connected there. And I think anyone who is has a child that's gender diverse should definitely consult the counselors and psychiatrists there. And they have been phenomenal. I don't know. I just feel like their needs in our community, there needs to be more space to be real and to be connected. I really think this idea of like community building, whether it's within the schools or just community, because kids are so isolated, even when they are connected, like in the same room with their phones and just trying to feel perfect. And I just, I don't know how we do it, but we do need to create more community connection, a chance to belong and like feel like you can be you. So um, I'm really, that's my biggest prayer for schools right now that they can, you know, we can really encourage and support administrators to have that um, leadership to, to create that kind of space for kids because it's definitely needed. Um, there's too much pressure for perfection. And, you know, I think I see Ben who's transgender and feels so just even far from what she wants to be like for as a girl, but I think even the her friends, I see the pressure that they have. So just to be who they are and to be loved and seen and heard would be huge. Yeah, yeah that's true inclusion for sure. So we unfortunately have to close out. We're, we're almost at our half hour mark. So as we close, we like to ask our guests about their gifts. And we heard at the beginning, Lindsay, that you have lots of them. And we like to celebrate the incredible gifts that, that women have. So there's, you know, inspiration and strength and courage and empowerment and so many others. What gift do you believe you have and how do you either like to, or want to share that gift with others? It was interesting when you sent me that email, I sent a text to my dad uh, his girlfriend and my sister. And I said, what would you say my gifts are? And it was funny. They all three both said understanding and insightful, which I thought was interesting. Um, I do feel like I really, cause I crave connection. I do try to understand my friends and family and, you know, try to really be a, a good listener and love on them. Um, so maybe that is 
my gift of just wanting to connect and understand and be a witness to whatever they're experiencing, whether it's like something they're super excited about or, you know, really struggling with. Um, so I hope that I can continue to do that and that they'll do that for me as well. Well, can I just say that aren't you perfectly chosen as the mother for both your son and your daughter? Thank you. That is so true. Oh, I, Lindsay, I, I hate that we only do this for 30 minutes. I uh, would love to uh, bookmark a, another episode where we can talk to you again, uh, maybe talk to Ben. Um, for our listeners, I don't know, some of them may or may not have heard um, one of the early episodes that we did back in May of 2020. We interviewed um, Jaina Ledford, and she was a first uh, transgender ballerina and the daughter of one of my really good friends in high school. And so I got the privilege and honor to uh, follow that journey as well, too. And uh, that was an incredible episode as well. Um, and that was, like I said, a, a couple of years ago that we had the opportunity to do that. But um, your story, no doubt, is, as I've said, is going to touch lives and, and inspire people. And I'm just so thankful that that your willingness to be honest and, and open and, and vulnerable with us and your willingness to, to share your strength, your beautiful heart, and, um, you know, willingness to, to share your story. And I know you're just in the beginning chapters of it, and I cannot wait to follow uh, additional chapters within, within your story and within Ben's story as well, too. You are authentic, kind, devoted to your family and your values, and you're insightful, loyal, and understanding. For those reasons and so many others, Lindsay Rabinowicz, you are a true badass. Thanks for being here today. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. And, and thanks to, to Ben for being in a place and space and, and willingness to share her story as well too, through you and, and through your family. So thank you. And thanks always to the badasses out there who are listening. Uh, again, we'd love to hear what you think as Tina shared, you know, write a review, shoot us a message at badasserylife at gmail.com. A big shout out to Kevin McLeod for the music that we use and to our badass producer, Jenny Duran, for correcting any errors that I might have shared and um, mess ups throughout the podcast. She's awesome. Until next time, keep being your badass self. Thank you.